Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 318, A Turkey Hunter's Christmas Wish List. And I am your co-host, and the guy who has still not seen a deer while sitting in the tree stand this season and i'm your co-host and the guy who saw bullwinkle himself while not being in a deer stand so i know that story but i want you to share it (laughs) i had a friend of mine come up from alabama and deer hunt on our property and he shot a he shot a nice eight point wait a minute you have a friend well i guess i think he is he may he's my friend during deer season at least yeah. <laughs> I might not ever hear from him again now, but hey. Uh, <laughs> he got him a nice eight point, and he uh, you know, saw a bunch of bucks, didn't really see any you know, real big ones, but he got him a good eight point, and he decided to give me the meat, which I gratefully accepted because I'll take it all day. And he, he put it all in a cooler and left it in my parents' front yard 
for me to run by and pick it up. It was sitting out by their basketball goal that's on the side of their house. And I didn't, wasn't able to get over there. You know, it was cold anyway, so it didn't matter. And he put it on ice. But I, I wasn't able to get yeah. over there until about 8 o'clock that night. And so I turned into their driveway and standing 50 yards from the cooler of buck meat that I'm supposed to pick up is the most massive deer I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Wow. And he was just crunching on some acorns in my parents' front yard and had a big old probably 8-inch drop tine on the right side. I mean, just an absolute freak of a West Tennessee deer. I mean, we just do not grow deer like that in Tennessee. I mean, you would shoot this thing even if you were hunting in Iowa. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, anyway, it got me all fired up. Actually, I came home and started getting all my stuff out. I was going to go deer hunting the next morning and see if I could kill it. I found one bullet. That was all I could find. And I didn't really have any gear to deer hunt, so I put my waders out. I was going to wear those to the stand and got all my camo out and everything and woke up the next morning, walked outside, and I was like, hmm, it's a little cold out here. Do I really want to go deer hunting? You know, that, that deer's pretty big. That bed was really warm. <laughs> and I went back to bed, and I hadn't been. So hopefully somebody kills him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... I, I don't just, know that I would have done any different than what you did. I don't. If it, if he, if I had pulled up and rolled down the window and he had looked at me with those big old horns and ripped a gobble right in my face, I'd hunt him like religiously. But I just don't care about it, man. I just, I love eating them. That's the only reason I really care to go kill one. Yeah. And I, I'm not gonna sit in a stand in 20 degrees to go get some meat. I mean, I, I usually, I'll wait for a nice warm day to do that. Exactly. So, I just. It just doesn't do it for me. I know a lot of people love it. I'm glad they do because uh, we need to spread hunting out over all kind of sports. But it's just not for me. But that deer, I hope somebody that would really appreciate it kills him because it is an absolute toad of a West Tennessee buck. Yeah, that's cool. You know, it's it's nice to see big deer like that every once in a while. Yeah, I haven't ever seen one that quite that size. I've I've seen some, you know, really good deer around here before, but that one takes the cake for me. I mean, who knows if anybody ever seen during daylight hours, but he was definitely out in, you know, 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. I, I think we got, you know, CWD came through here pretty bad last year, and nobody was seeing deer. They were... I found a lot of carcasses out in the woods and stuff. I mean, it was obvious that disease was really whacking them pretty big. And this year, though, I think they've come back strong. I've seen there's deer everywhere. Hmm. And, you know, one thing that's kind of strange, and I don't know if it's correlated. I'm no biologist, but there's a lot more quail this year. And I wonder if the deer population getting whacked last year helps the quail population. And that's just a speculation on my part. So how could... Draw me a correlation between the two. I mean, have you ever been on a farm with tree lines where deer are heavily traveling through it They're and browsing? There's no cover. And I think I think the deer really open up the woods, in my opinion, and then quail don't do well with that. I, I really think that, and I, I don't know, I mean, I've seen a video of a deer eating duck eggs also. Maybe they eat the quail eggs. I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't know if you've okay. ever seen that, but... Somebody got trail cam video of a doe walking up and eating the eggs out of a duck's nest. Interesting. It's just a speculation. You know, it could just be we had a really good weather or something for a hatch yeah. kind of year. But yeah, I would think less deer would mean more food source for other animals, turkeys, quail, things like that. And that's just a 
you know, who knows? Maybe it's not correlated in any way. I just noticed the deer went down last year and the quail numbers jumped. Maybe the predators were not working on quail as much because they had more Could sick be. deer to pick out of the population. Could be. There, I, you know, there may, yeah. as I said, maybe no Could be all of those. Could be all kind of things. Maybe yeah. deer are the biggest predator known to man of quail. Who knows? Ooh, I bet you that's what it is. And that's why we have a poor quail population in the south now. I think you had a poor population of quail in the south because there's no cover anymore for them. And I, well, I don't know about that. There's plenty of cutover. Well, around here, yeah, y'all have plenty of cutover. Around here, it's all been turned to agriculture. So you don't, and all these center pivots coming in, there's no tree lines running through the fields or anything for the birds anymore. Yeah. So that, and I think a lot of the, like what they spray on cotton around here, it kills bugs for like three years. And that's a huge food source. So right. I, I wouldn't doubt if they're either poisoning the quail or the fact that they just don't have bugs to eat for three years could be an effect. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was a little off topic. To, yeah. No but I hope you see a deer. If you do see one, I hope it's like the one I saw the other day because it was absurd. Well, I will say that I'm not going to see one while I'm hunting for the next two weeks because I will not be hunting for the next two weeks. So not deer hunting anyway. And yeah. maybe even three weeks if everything goes perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so my big winter guys trip is coming up the third week of December. And my lovely bride is having surgery this Friday. So I will not be hunting this weekend. I will not be hunting the following weekend because she is not going to be able to lift anything over five pounds for about mm. three weeks. No. Yeah. So every frying pan we have in the house is over five pounds. You almost have that cast iron stuff. <laughs> so I will have to put all of the pots and pans on the stove and let her cook for me. <laughs> And then I'll have to wash them all after she cooks. So she's going to have to cook in a very clean manner. But yeah, that, and I'm joking about all that stuff with the uh, pots and the pans and the cooking and all that. But yeah, she's, she's going to be, you know, fortunately it's nothing major that she's having done. She's having a little neck surgery done and she's just not going to be able to pick anything up. So I'll be sticking close to the house for the next couple of weeks and then I've got my guys trip that following week and I hope that we will not be deer hunting. It's typically squirrels and rabbits and doves. Well so, probably get more meat that way anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's been fun hanging out with the guys at the hunting camp. I've enjoyed that. That's always one of the highlights of deer season anyway. Yeah, I think if I joined a deer hunting camp, I'd probably just stay there and cook and stuff and not even worry about shooting deer. I'd probably be the most popular member there. Yeah, you would be. This guy everybody doesn't even likes... kill our deer. And he cooks yeah, everybody us. likes the camp chef. Yeah, that'd be my favorite part. One of these days, remind me to tell you the story of our camp chef at the hunting club that I grew up in. All right, it's I'll get it's you not a podcast me. story. I'll get you to tell me in about 71 days, 12 hours, and 53 minutes while we're sitting under the roost tree of a Utah gobbler. That sounds good. That sounds real good. And those of you who want, who are listening, who want to hear that story, well, you'll need to come to the Unicoi Custom Turkey Call Maker Show Ooh. at the Unicoi State Park in January to find out. And you can ask me then and there. But if you 
do not see me there or you cannot make it there, then come to Alabama to go turkey hunting in 107 days, 9 hours, 53 minutes, and 30 seconds and ask me the story about the camp chef. I'm definitely going to have to ask you now. You seem like this must be one heck of a story. That's just funny. But we got a pretty interesting episode for you guys today. And it's one unlike anything I've done over the past six years. And so I'm looking forward to hearing Cameron's part of this show. But what we're doing today is, well, we're just going to give you our top five items on our wish list for this Christmas for Santa Claus. We're going to throw it out there in the universe in hopes that Santa listens to the Turkey Hunter podcast and brings me and Cameron some of the items that we have on our list for Christmas. And disclaimer from me, we're not sponsored or anything by anybody. So what I'm asking for is strictly because I want it, you know. Oh, yeah. It's not out of obligation to anybody. <laughs> that That is true. So, yeah, let's get on with this because I'm kind of excited to hear about what's on your list. And I've given a good bit of thought to mine. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I've got some things that are really inexpensive. And then I've got a couple of things that are pretty expensive. Why not? You know, you're asking Santa to bring you something. Why not shoot big? You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. And then I've got a couple of things that are not real expensive. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that, so. the, the glorious thing about turkey hunting, in my opinion, is you can spend as much as you want and still be successful. Very, very true. Now, duck hunting, you better have some pretty deep pocketbooks, my friend. <laughs> yeah. No turkey doubt. Hunting, you can you can get away with not having to spend much money and still find success. No doubt about it. So I want to hear your first item on your list of five on your wish list and tell me why. Okay. All right. All right. One of them I already know I'm getting because I found it, but. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. So I have, this is a package deal. I've been asking for these two together or I would take them separate for years. I have everybody in my family on watch for them at all the, you know, yard sales or estate sales or any kind of sale, seeing if we could get a copy. But I want, you know, I love books, The Greatest Moments of My Life by Jack Dudley, very expensive, Mm -hmm. and Tall Timber Gabriels, which I told you I have already got, but Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten to look at it yet. I'm getting it for Christmas. Very nice. So that's my first wish list would be to get The Greatest Moments of My Life by Jack Dudley. And that would kind of be a big deal for me because I've always wanted to own my own copy. I have a copy of a copy that I made on a photo printer, but I'd like to have a legit copy of the book. Yeah. And so that's been on the list for quite a few years. I think my mom's getting frustrated because she's like, I can't find it anywhere. And I was like, well, you're not alone. Nobody can. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So keep looking. I'm glad that you were nice to your sweet mom because, you know, if that was my mom that said that to me, I would have said, well, you're not looking hard enough. (laughs) But you're a good son to your very sweet mother, and I'm glad to hear that. I also understand how difficult it is to find that book. So (laughs) I'm going to cut her some slack. I'll give her another year or two before I start getting on to her. (laughs) 
But that's a serious ask right there. I, I really, that would be something for me. And I would say for anybody, if you're looking to give a gift to a potential turkey hunter or somebody who's just starting out and they may not have a book on it, get them the old pro turkey hunter. I yeah. think that's my favorite turkey hunting book still, maybe besides the greatest moments of my life. I think that's a great one for anybody starting out to get them fired up about turkey hunting. So mm-hmm. turkey hunting book, that's number one on my list. Very good. All right. What's what's your first gift you're hoping Santa sends down the chimney Christmas Eve? Mine are not in any real particular order. Okay. So number one on my list is, and this comes strictly from our conversation with Rob Keck. Ooh. Montana decoy, yep. the fanatic Tom. You know, I've been scanning all over the place looking for this. <laughs> So, you know, again, I said some of these are very inexpensive, and that's very inexpensive. Yeah. And I want that because of our trip to Utah. I like it. That that will be used heavily probably in Utah. And, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a decoy guy, but I think for winter turkey hunting purposes, it will be necessary. Yeah. And really fun if we get a huge flock of gobblers come running in to fight us, you know. <laughs> Well, and I've not hunted northern Utah, but where we hunted in southern Utah, there was quite a bit of agricultural land. And I know that where you and I are going, there's some ag land around there. And, you know, you really need a visual. Yeah, I think think it'll be necessary because they're not going to be up in the mountains in the woods. It's going to be too cold. I think they will be down in those fields where all the food is. Yeah, yeah. So... To me, I think it's an essential piece of equipment for this trip that we're going on. I hope you get it, and blood is shed over it within two months of its inception with you. (laughs) Very nice. I hope you're right. That would be fantastic. What do you have as number two? And it sounds like yours kind of are in order. No, I'm not putting them in any order. That was just the first one I popped in my mind right there that I wanted to talk about. But you didn't even catch my fantastic by the way but moving forward (laughs) (laughs) my second Uh... ask is this one's pretty like unique to me i would say but i've been really wanting to get a duck camp is the brand i've used some of their stuff i really like it so far but it's a bamboo hoodie that's in Mm. camouflage like that i wear and i'm wanting that because it's super lightweight and would be good for warm weather but i hunt a lot before work and i wear a suit to work every day and so when i go turkey hunting before work i shower and then go hunt Mm -hmm. so i can't wear a hat Mm -hmm. but i usually wear my hoodie and pull put the hood up over my head because that covers you know parts of my cheeks that'll show or my forehead you know because my hair is not very long and so I need a hood on something, but my hoodie's pretty warm. And so on those warm days, it gets a little uh, steamy inside the hoodie. But I think if yeah. I get one of these kind of, it's almost like a fishing style hoodie that they're putting out there. I could wear that before work on the hot days. And so that that's something I'm asking for because that's just kind of how my season goes. You know, I'm, I'm going to go a lot before work and I can't wear a hat. So <laughs> yeah, but the bamboo hoodie, that's what I'm going for. That's cool. So the bamboo clothing, or is it still called tinsel or tinsel fabric? 
They just say bamboo hoodie. Okay. So, but it's it's made of bamboo. Yes. The 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 fibers from the bamboo. Yeah. Which uh, is that's what my face mask is made out of, and it's really soft. Like yeah, I'm, that stuff is super super soft. So just you've already got something made out of that fabric. I was going to tell you just be careful that sometimes some of that stuff is kind of shiny. Yeah, I know. I actually texted one of the owners and asked him that, and he said it was not. But I'll be the judge of that when it comes in. I I am well aware of the shininess of clothes and its effect on turkeys after my brother showed up in the neon Sitka gear they were wearing in New Hampshire. Yeah. It was unbelievable to see, but um, hopefully it won't be shiny. Everything else I've gotten from them has not been shiny, and the mask that I have that's made out of bamboo is not. So I'm hoping it's just the exact same material in hoodie form. Mm-hmm. That would be ideal. Yeah, very cool. There's number two. What are you... Uh, what are you hoping's in under the tree next? Number two, I'm going medium big on this. It's, it's not the biggest thing on my list, but it is the Remington 870 410 turkey shotgun. Ooh, going for the 410. Going for the 410. And I think it's pretty obvious as to why I want that. There's there's no real secret there. That's nice to have in those mid-season hunts where, you know, you can cover 10... 12, 14 miles in a day. Yeah. Sure would be nice to have a six and a half pound gun. Yeah. To yeah. Tote around. So. Well, and they're deadly out to 40 yards nowadays anyway, so. Yeah. And I don't, you know, hunting Alabama, you're just not going to get very many shots farther than that. Well, and I would think, you know, with you like to faint, well, you won't be able to in Alabama, but maybe right. on an out of state hunt with a fan, a 410 would be much easier to maneuver and plenty of kill power for the five yard shot that you usually have to take <laughs> yeah yeah so that that's a that's a cool ask I, honestly i didn't even know that remington made an 874.10 it is new for 2020 really yeah and you know who knows with all the troubles they're going through if they'll have it next year or not but hmm. supposedly it's out there now and i i there's some really good single shot 410s out there and i almost put the single shot on my list but <laughs> we know i don't like to shoot once so that would just be an exercise in futility for me to have a single shot turkey gun yeah if if they allowed us to have our plugs out for turkey hunting i'd i'd have five in there you know <laughs> Well, some states do allow you to not have to put a plug in. Well, I think I believe Tennessee's a three three shell only state, so I always mm. just have the plug in. But I I carry at least six to seven turkey shells with me anyway, because I have had instances where I've unloaded my gun on a bird and then had another opportunity later in the same morning. It's a good thing I don't have to hunt in Tennessee anymore. <laughs> I do not have a plug in mine. Really, Alabama allows five shells. Yep. Wow. Or more. Or banana clip. Yeah. You could use that one gun you showed me that you have that looks like it could hold like 50 shells. That I allegedly have, Cameron. Allegedly have. Yeah. If I ever break in, it'll be the next time I see it. Allegedly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's number two on my list. What's number three for you? Number three for me is going to be a new, because I broke my last one, sous vide. Oh, man, how'd you break it? You know, it has a mine, the way it was, it had a clip on it Yeah. that clipped onto the pot. Well, the let's just say the 
meat grinder got tossed into the same drawer with the clip and mm-hmm. it got tossed in pretty heavily so the, yeah. the sous vide is no more yeah, and i love cooking with the sous vide it, it is so easy and the meat is almost impossible to mess up i mean yeah literally like it's about as foolproof of a good way to cook meat I, that i've ever seen it is i hate that the french invented that yeah so I have a sous vide turkey breast recipe that I truly enjoy, and I need to get my sous vide back, man. I, I, I like cooking with it, so that's that's something i got to replace that I've had before, but I need a new one. It would be a great Christmas gift for somebody who likes to cook like myself. It would be a great gift for somebody who likes to cook, and I'll tell you what else along that same line would be a great gift for someone who likes to cook, and that is a jacquard. I will second that nomination, my friend. The jacquard is the bomb. You guys who are listening to this, if you do not have one and you cook wild game... You're missing it, man. You are. It is the way to go for cooking wild game, I'll tell you. Yeah. So you may want to ask Santa to put one of those in your stocking. Yeah. The jacquard and a sous vide. That could be a package deal for the cook in your life, but... Um, the jacquard is that's a great great move because honestly i can't pull out a piece of meat now that i'm going to cook and not hit it a couple times with the jacquard <laughs> yeah so it, it, that's that's good for sure yeah well number three on my list you know my list would not be complete without a book let's hear it which one are you going for i have on my and, and by the way i like both of your books on your wish list i, I have on my list Neil Cost Talks Turkey. Ooh, man, that's a, we, we both picked some pricey books. Yes. <laughs> Neil Cost, is, he's, he's got a few books, and they're all up there. Yeah, so... Have, have you ever read it, or...? I, I never have. Wow, yeah, I, I haven't either. That's one I haven't gotten to read yet. Yeah, but that would be cool. Yeah, that would be one of those things that if I opened the box and saw that in it, I would be like, holy crap, all right, I'll see y'all in about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go lock myself in my room real quick. Yeah. 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 No, and I'm, I'm sure I'd read it quicker than two weeks, but that's just, you know, how how long I would be locked in the room reading the book. So yeah, yeah. however many yeah. times I could read it in that period of time would be what we had going on with it. But yeah, yeah. it's... It's, I don't know, that's just one of those books, I think, by one of those guys that we all, at least all of us who like to collect and read these turkey books, it's one of those that I think all of us want. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely seen some copies that I've thought about going after, but they're just a little high. I'll I'll get one eventually. Yeah. And I I hope to read it one day. Right now I'm enthralled in East of the Slash, and I have to say it is a very good read. Hmm. I'm really enjoying it, especially with the big fire at night. There you go. All right, I want to hear what number four is. We're getting close to the bottom of the list now. Man, Santa's bag is getting empty. i got to be careful on what I look wish for here but i'm wishing for a judge the pistol version and this is a turkey hunting gift for me yeah so as i've shared on the show previously during the fall turkey season i almost got consumed by two pit bulls out in the wild and it made me really start thinking about going scouting by myself and you know doing things out in the woods by myself without a gun before turkey season so I'm going to get a judge because I can carry that if I'm in bear country. It can shoot a 45 caliber pistol bullet. 
or a 410 shell. And so I figure I'll kind of load it with some of both. So if I miss on the 45s, at least I'll tick off the bear before it eats me with a 410 shell. And also, I think it'd be a good home defense kind of weapon with some 410 buckshot and 45 caliber pistol bullets in it. That would probably dismay most people from breaking in. Well, I know someone very well who has one of those. I sleep with him every night. and With him? Yeah, I sleep with him every single night. My wife and I do. Oh, nice. And he really likes that gun and likes it a lot as a self-defense weapon. It's not one that he carries out for self-defense. Hmm. But a 410 round for self-defense, tough to beat. I think he's pretty smart for having that. And yeah. Does he have buckshot 410 or is it like birdshot? No, they there's actual self-defense rounds. Wow. And they're like, I can't remember the exact number. You can look them up online at Cabela's or Bass Pro or Midway or whatever place you like to, to yeah. patronize. But they have a, a disc or two in them. Yeah, holy cow, I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> and have four or five, I think, double alt pellets in them. Yeah, and 12 BBs. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad stuff. That would probably hurt pretty dead gum bad to get shot by that. Yeah, so wow. great self-defense round. I would imagine if you were attacked by a Rottweiler and you had that round in there, yeah. it, it would, it would do that dog would change his tune. Yeah, that's what I'm figuring. I, and I, you know, I thought about it with the 410 self-defense pistol. If I leave it for my wife while I'm away or something, I would like her odds of hitting an intruder with that a lot more than a single pistol bullet. I'm going to make a recommendation regarding right. that. That judge kicks. Ah. It's It's got a lot of recoil. So I would not take her out to the range and let her shoot that. Yeah. For just for fun or practice, I would yeah, just say, "Hey, pistol or something." Yeah, right. yeah, and and I would just say, "Hey, here's here's this for home and yeah, here's how know. to run it." Yeah, and don't shoot it unless it's at somebody who's breaking in. <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> she won't notice the recoil if that adrenaline's pumping. Yeah, so. absolutely not. But I, I just kind of I was trying to think of a good weapon for her because I, I I just I'm not confident that with all that adrenaline that she's gonna be able to hit somebody with it. I mean I can't hit a person standing five feet in front of me with a pistol. So I'd like to have a, at least multiple projectiles going out at any intruder. Well, if you can't hit someone at five feet with a pistol, you need a better pistol or better eyes or better hands. I suck with a pistol, man. I just need to shoot them more. Yeah. But anyway, that is something that I'm planning on doing is hopefully if I don't get it for Christmas, I'm going to buy one so that when I'm out scouting starting the last weekend in February in Tennessee, I will be strapped in case there's a meth head, dogs, snakes, whatever it is. I'll be ready for them this year. Yeah. It's a great gun to carry. You know, if it's the only gun you're carrying when you're out scouting and that kind of thing, or, you know, working around the, the folks farm or whatever, yeah. great gun put it on a in a holster you know, strap it on your belt and go yeah but as far as like hey i'm gonna carry this for concealed carry no nah. yeah no, no no i'm not planning on carrying it for concealed carry it'll be either in the woods or at home so yeah and they're relatively inexpensive i mean for a gun like that it's really not that bad yeah very good gun yeah so there we go there's that's my number four i like that all right well maybe when you and i hunt together you can have your 
judge strapped on your side, and we'll have the Remington 87410 shotgun strapped into the gun rack on the electric golf cart that I'm asking Santa for. Oh, man. Hey, if you're going to go, go big. He's going to have a tough time shoving that down the chimney. Well, maybe he'll park it in the yard. <laughs> I don't, I've, I've wanted one for a while. Those things are so awesome. I do thoroughly enjoy walking everywhere, but there comes a time when you need to cover more ground more quickly. And yeah. driving a pickup truck to point B is not always the best route or even possible. So it would be nice to have an electric golf cart. And I, you know, I rode electric on there and I'm really kind of leaning more towards buying a gas golf cart. Man, I have to tell you, the electric, though, if, They're you're, so nice. if you're planning on using it for hunting or, you know, being in the woods kind of thing, I got to tell you, we borrow, we've never had one that we've owned, but we've, a guy let us borrow his for a couple months. And I saw more wildlife from the vehicle than I've ever yeah. seen in my life. I mean, it's just as quiet as you walking through the woods if the leaves aren't, you know, everywhere. Right. And... I mean, we would just see deer sitting there eating, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, it, it would be perfect for turkey hunting, I would think. Mm-hmm. That's a, oh man, I might, give me a second, I'm going to go scratch my list off real quick and put that down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I'll just replace sous vide with electric golf cart. They're about equal, right? I think so. <laughs> depending on, depending on where you buy. Yeah. 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 Maybe you get a big discount. What's number five on your list? So for me, my last thing I'll say, this is something I ask for every year, and I've been getting it. So for my siblings and people that I know who are going to give me Christmas gifts, I always just say, look, if you don't want to worry about shopping for it, I'm going to be buying a couple thousand dollars worth of licenses probably this coming year mm -hmm. for hunting. So... And I tell them what states I'm planning to go to. So, you know, this year we're doing Virginia and Maryland for sure. So I will tell them, hey, if you want to give me some money to go towards my Virginia turkey hunting license, I would love that. And then they can personalize it. They can put a picture of Virginia on there or something. And it makes them feel like they got me a better gift than just straight cash. And I literally will use the money to buy that license. So... Yeah, that's something I ask for every year from you know siblings and things like that. I'm like, hey, don't worry about shopping for me. You know, just give me twenty bucks or something to go towards my whatever state license, and I'll that'd be a great gift for me. I'm gonna spend the money anyway. So yeah, and it it's been good for the past couple of years. I've had quite a few people pitch in, help me pay for some licenses, and it helps for sure because it's a lot of expenditures hitting in those three months of the year. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know, for us guys who like to hunt. That is a very, very practical, excellent gift. And so I think that's awesome. That's good that you do that. And I think that's, you know, really good that your siblings will do that for you. Uh, th that's too cool. Yeah. Great idea. And, yeah. My, my birthday is also in February. So I did the same thing round two in February. Of, you know, because I know sometimes it's monotonous to try to go shop for somebody and I genuinely appreciate it. So, and I found out the first year I did it, I just said, give me money towards turkey hunting license and nobody really did it. And then the second year I was like, when they asked what I wanted, I was like, how about some money towards a, you know, Wisconsin turkey hunting license? <laughs> That year right. I started getting them. 
yeah. and they would do cool stuff like put pictures of the state or good luck in Wisconsin and things like that. So it, that's a good gift, I think. I, I view it as a great gift. I love getting that. It gets me psyched yeah. for the season. Yeah, very cool. So number five for me is a little tough, and I, I will tell you why it's tough. I've been trying to find one that has really, really good reviews that's not $700, but I want a really good cellular trail camera. And I have found one that's got really good reviews, but you cannot, and it's very reasonably priced, but you cannot find them. I don't know if the manufacturer is not making them anymore or they just are sold out. You know, maybe with all the COVID stuff going on and, you know, the whatever trade deals we have going on with China, you know, maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't know, but you you can find them on eBay. They're almost double what they retail for. Really? What are they? What's the price, do you think? On eBay, it's a couple hundred bucks. Okay. So... I think the new spy point cellular cameras supposed to be pretty decent have you read up on those i have not but i have a spy point now and it no. is holding down papers on my desk currently so, so what you're saying is you're not going back with them <laughs> well i'm hesitant to say that on the show and you know have anyone be influenced by my i guess experience with the product but and and here's why I'm hesitant. Look, no product is perfect. Every product's going to have issues at some period in time. And to me, what really makes a product stand out is the support you get from the manufacturer and how they stand behind their product. So after an hour on the telephone with their support today, tech support, I am going to have to send the camera into spy point and i'll see what happens from there i was told you know expect a couple of weeks because hunting season and they're you know got a got a good backlog of cameras to work on so i'm gonna wait and see how that turns out but i have been looking at a different manufacturer there you go and again i do want to see how that turns out with spy point but for right now i need one today so Santa dropping one in today. Yeah, I need him just to go ahead, slide one on over here, you know, pay it forward, Santa, and let's see what we got going on. But I don't know. I, I it's just one of those things I feel like I need more than one of. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm sure I'd like to have them all from the same manufacturer. But there again, I'm not against having three from three different manufacturers yeah. as long as they're all good. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's number five on my list. And since I went with, for a golf cart, and since I went for a Neil Cost book, I figured if I could get Santa to get me a really good cellular trail cam for 100 to 200 bucks, I'd be happy. There you go. You're trying to get reasonable with Santa at the end of the list after you yeah. ask two big ones. Yeah, why not? Why yeah, not? Yeah, and and with COVID and all, you know, everybody being furloughed and laid off this year, you never know. Santa may be furloughed or may have been furloughed. (laughs) So, you know, I do need to be more realistic and and have some cheaper items on my list. Yeah, for sure. All right. Those are our lists. 
But when I was growing up, we always had really cool things in our stockings. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of a tradition I've carried into my marriage. So I want to know, with you being the turkey hunter that you are, what is one thing you would love to see in your stocking this Christmas? I'm going to go, I already have this, but I think this would just make a great stocking stuffer for anybody. So I'm going to say that because I already have one. Mm-hmm. But it is a leather call pouch from Mordecai Leather. Mm-hmm. And you can get your initials put on it, everything like that. And I love mine. It is really, really well made. So I don't even know the guy. I don't owe him any favors. I'm just saying I have one. I really like it. It would make for an awesome stocking stuffer. Mm-hmm. And it is, I think... Audrey ordered mine last year for Christmas, and she got it off Instagram from him. And they're they're really neat. I love mine a lot. It holds a bunch of diaphragm calls and looks cool, and I think it literally will last forever. Oh, I bet it will. Yeah, I mean, that's what he, when I was messaging him about it, he said, my grandkids would love it. Yeah. He stands by his product. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, all right, I'm in with you, man. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So that's a, kind of a pricey, you know, I think it's $55 or so for a pouch. It's a little bit of a pricey stocking stuffer, but that's what I'm going with. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. asked for an electric golf cart. You know, I didn't ask for anything nearly as extravagant as that. So I'm going for my stocking stuffer to be a high, a high bid. There you go. What are you hoping's in your stocking or would you suggest people put in their stocking? You know, I had down here a couple of different diaphragm calls. But I'm not going to do that. I've changed my mind. This is really kind of quirky. But, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't expect anything different from me. So I, and I need to get you some of these, but I have socks that are printed with turkey feathers on them. And they're really cool designs. They're really cool colors. And... When I wear those things, you know, if I wear them to a meeting or to a closing or something like that, I get comments on them all the time. People are like, oh, man, those are cool. What, what is that? I'm like, well, it's turkey feathers. Real turkey feathers? No, 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 no. They're cotton socks, and they are printed and it's pictures of turkey feathers that I have. And so that would go on my list. And it's really funny to say that because I've got a friend that prints them for me. I sell them in my Etsy store and I can get them whenever I want to. But they are the most comfortable socks. <laughs> I think I have. No, I'm not going to say I've ever had on my feet, but they're more comfortable than any of my work socks. You know, any gold toe socks or anything like that that I wear with my khakis or dress pants or whatever else. So I would, I'm, I'm asking for more socks. I'm going to have some more socks printed. So, you know, a shameless plug. If you guys want to see them, I think you can go to Etsy and type in turkey socks and they'll pull up there. I don't even remember the name of my Etsy store, but they're, they're very cool. They're very comfortable. And I'm going to send you a pair just because you need a pair. There you go. I'll have to look them up, see what they look like. The... I'll send you a pair of mine that are used and unwashed. That would be even better. 
Tell you, I looked up turkey socks, and the first ones that came up were black with like turkey legs going down your whole leg. Yeah, those are not mine. That is a a thought that I had of doing, but I never did anything with it. I'm glad somebody is. Oh, I think I see these are wild turkey socks on Etsy. Um, I'm going to try to pull them up here. Hang on. These have to be them. It looks like pictures of feathers. Then that's got to be them. You have Osceola wings, eastern tail yeah. feathers. Yeah. There you go. I like it. I'm going to get 15 pairs and just cover my whole body in them. That will be the new version of fanning. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I typed into Etsy wild turkey socks, and it was the first thing that showed up. There you go. You got the, a five-star review in there, man. You're getting there. Oh, yeah, I'm getting there. You know, it's not anything that I've pushed, obviously, and it's not like, you know, if I sold a thousand of them, it's not something that's going to make me or break me. If I don't sell any of them, that's perfectly fine because it's not like I have an inventory of them sitting around <laughs> in a warehouse somewhere, so... Not a big deal. They're printed as they're ordered and shipped accordingly. But if any of you guys want some, they're out there. They are really comfortable. So, and they're kind of cool. And there's something there that will go with any pants that you wear. Well, I think we're going to have a good Christmas because we're going to be able to read about turkeys. And then we're going to be able to ride out there in your electric golf cart and shoot them with 410 pistols and shotguns. Mm-hmm. And then bring them home, cook them in my sous vide while wearing our turkey socks. With sandals, because that's how you wear them. Of course. <laughs> so, we're, we're set, man. I think we're set. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to Christmas, but I'm more so looking forward to the fact that Christmas means that the time is drawing near. <laughs> it does. You know, uh, here we are, 1st of December, blink and we're going to be right there at New Year's, and it's just going to come quickly after that. So Yeah, this part of the year starts kind of speeding things up, all the holidays and everything. So It does, no doubt. Well, I want to take the favor of the week this week again. All right. I, you know, I'm not going to twist your arm on it. Go for it. All right, and it's very selfish. So I know you guys, everyone's got their own little issues going on. I know a lot of you have your prayer list together that you of people that you pray for all the time and just throw my wife on there again not a big surgery but she's nervous as she can be about it and any of you guys who would say a little prayer for her include Tammy in your prayers I would be very appreciative I know she would be she would be appreciative and I will keep you guys updated on how all of that goes but we're expecting good things from the surgery good things from the surgeon and that everything's going to come out of this just fine so if you will do that that would be a very selfish but much appreciated favor of the week this week yeah wow well i know i will so i appreciate that hopefully some others who are listening will do that as well because there's power in prayer so we'll hopefully i know she's going to do great and Look forward to seeing her in February as well. Yeah, yeah. It'll all be good, I'm sure. So, all right. We've thrown this out there in the universe for Santa, so the only thing left for us to do now is wrap this thing up and get on with the week. All right, wrap it on up. Take us home. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. 
We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.